that's all we have to- Are you ready to face the facts? Yes. Then meet your illustrious host, Three Banana Peels. Wait, no, they're too slippery. Your illustrious host, Ben Volchok! Ben eats clipboards. Lots and lots of clipboards. Please make him welcome! Well, hello there, and hello here as well, and welcome everywhere to another episode of The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. It's facting up, and we need to catch up with the fact-ups. On tonight's show, we have a monologue from renowned monologist Camembert Macintosh. Plus, there's facts about prams, clams, and much, much more. And right now, it's exactly the time to not forget about this week's prize question. What did the composer of Carmina Burana say when he was leaving? Write in if you think you know the answer. But now it's time for the opening monologue. Yes, it's the opening monologue. Former Cuban dictator Fidel Castro has died, leaving thousands of jigsaw puzzles unfinished. Fidel Castro was an avid collector of jigsaw puzzles, but was notorious for starting them without ever finishing them. Donald Trump has allegedly vowed to eradicate poverty by literally killing all the poor people. And finally, sociologists have agreed to rename booing to negative cheering. We've got some breaking news now, which is that I just looked through my illustrious factoscope and I saw... A fact. Which means it's fact time. But first, here's a word from our sponsors. Are you sick of your yo-yos working? I bet you're sick of your yo-yos working. Well, if you're sick of your yo-yos working, you should try our variation on the yo-yo. It's called the no-no. It's like a yo-yo, but it doesn't work. No, no, it doesn't work. We've specifically engineered it not to work. You can't do the rolling the dog trick. You can't do the pushing the pram trick. You can't do the building the house trick. None of the tricks. No, no, none of the tricks. So if you're sick of your yo-yo working, why not try our variation, the no-no? Not available in stores. Ah, you're listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation, where it's time now for the first portion of facts for the program. And the first portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program, the theme for the first portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program is... Yams. Yams are very shy. They cannot grow if there are other vegetables around. If a yam is sick, you might have to take it to the yam hospital in a yambulance. 
Yams are the most popular vegetable in Siberia in the springtime. If you bang two yams together, they will merge into one big super yam. And that was the first portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program, and now for the second portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program. The theme for the second portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program is prams. Prams were invented in 1764 after parents found that leashes didn't work. Prams didn't used to have wheels when they were first built, but they put them on soon after because the babies would be kept awake by the sound of metal scraping against the ground. Babies who ride in multiple prams are promiscuous. Prams that stand still should work hard and then they might get a pram motion. Prams are banned in Syria because there is a large leash cartel which has great influence over the Syrian government. The most important pram in the world is known as the Pram Minister. And that was the second portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program, which brings us to the conclusion of the first portion of facts for the program. Right now, we've got a caller on the line. Hi, you've called the illustrious fact show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. What would you like to say? Hey man, it's a beautiful day today. Why don't you go outside? Well, dear caller, I am in fact here inside this radio studio, broadcasting live across the world. Yeah, but like, you got to embrace the sunshine. Get out a bit, you know. It's past 8pm. Hey, there's still fresh air. I don't dispute that, but I can't leave the studio. Oh, you really should. There's nothing like being outside. It's a whole different world to being inside. You're inside, you should go outside. There's fresh air and nature and lots of sunlight. That's all very well and good, but as I've said before, I can't actually leave the radio studio. I'll go outside afterwards. You're missing out. Dear caller, may I ask where you're calling from? Oh, I'm at home. Why aren't you outside? Oh, I hate nature. So why are you telling me to go outside so fervently? I hate you too. Oh, well, thanks very much, dear caller. You called The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. And if you'd like to call The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation, our number is... Please call soon. And yes, do your best not to forget about this week's prize question. What did the composer of Carmina Burana say when he was leaving? An answer here from Andrew a picture, who says Carmina Byrana. That's really not it, is it, Andrew? Yes, and now it's that hallowed section of the show where I introduce illustrious theatre, the segment of the show where we attempt to bring a little slice of life to the proceedings. On this edition of Illustrious Theatre, we are inordinately pleased to feature on the show the stylings of the much-plaudited monologuist, Camembert Macintosh, who has wowed audiences worldwide with his illustrious and exotic tales. This week, Camembert Macintosh will be recounting a tale about the Antarctic explorer Captain Lawrence Oates. 
So please sit back or lie back and relax and take in this erudite and sophisticated tale by Camembert Macintosh. I recall it was many, many years ago. I was at a gathering especially for Antarctic explorers. I'd done a bit of Antarctic exploration in my time, and so I was invited to this gathering or party, if you will. All the famous explorers were there. Captain Scott, Captain Amundsen, and, and of course, Captain Oates. Now, this wasn't just a regular party for Antarctic explorers, but a bit of a costume party, a dress-up party. And as all dress-up parties, this one had a theme. And the theme for this party was herbs. A rather unconventional theme, I suppose, but then Antarctic explorers were never very good at conventions. That's why they went out exploring the icy southern tundras, I suppose. But anyway, there I was at this herb-themed Antarctic explorers party. Everyone had dressed up and gotten into the spirit of things. Captain Scott came as some oregano. Captain Amundsen as a bit of parsley. I myself was dressed up as a bay leaf. But Captain Oates, he was never very good at herbs. Never had that education that the others got. He didn't really know what particular herbs looked like. So when he arrived at this party, his costume was a vague approximation of a herb rather than a clear exact replica of a herb. The party went on and all the Antarctic explorers were enjoying themselves immensely. But nobody asked Captain Oates what his costume was. Perhaps they didn't want to upset him. Perhaps they simply did not care. I am not too sure. But I very much wanted to know. So, as the party was drawing to a close, and Captain Oates was leaving, I was still eager to get to the bottom of what it was that he was dressed as. I approached him and said, Captain Oates, what might you be? To which Captain Oates replied as he went out the door, I may be some time. Yes, and thank you to Camembert Macintosh for that captivating monologue on the subject of the Antarctic explorer, Captain Lawrence Oates, this week's installment of Illustrious Theatre, our attempt at bringing a little slice of life to the proceedings. There'll be some more Illustrious Theatre next week. Ah, yes, but now here is another word from our sponsors. Hello, are you fascinated with the world of Neville Chamberlain? Well, so are we here at the Neville Chamberlain Association Association. We love Neville Chamberlain so much that we've set up an association to associate with the Neville Chamberlain Association. And we love Neville Chamberlain so much, but we're very much struggling to keep alive as an association. Because as you might tell, we have a very neat sort of focus. So what we're doing now is we're running a sort of charity drive 
drive in which we're selling replica Neville Chamberlain bedsheets. Yes, the very same bedsheets that Neville Chamberlain used to sleep in when he was at 10 Downing Street, but replicas of those. Replica Neville Chamberlain bedsheets. They're exactly the same as the ones that Neville Chamberlain used to sleep in at 10 Downing Street, but they're a bit different because they're replicas. And so if you want to buy some replica Neville Chamberlain bedsheets, genuine replica Neville Chamberlain bedsheets, you're more than welcome to. Please uh, ring us down at our headquarters at 11 Downing Street. Uh, it's not an official sort of residence, so it kind of set up a little tent there. But you've got a phone installed and you can call us and you can buy some genuine Neville Chamberlain bedsheets. They're genuine replicas. Um, so please call and buy some replicas and support the Neville Chamberlain Association Association. Thank you very much. Oh yes, that is exactly right. You are listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. Where it's time now for the second portion of facts for the program. And the first portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program. The theme for the first portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program is... Clams! Clams have mouths inside them, which is why their pearls are so shiny. Clams are often used in stop-motion films, and these are called clamation. There is a long-standing war between clams and oysters, which will likely never end. Clams eat beetroot when they're very hungry, but that isn't often because they're very well fed by the underwater guardians. There is a genre of music called Pearl, otherwise known as Clam Rock. And that was the first portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program, and now for the second portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program. The theme for the second portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program is... Grams. Grams are a unit of measurement that can be used to measure the mass of almost anything in the world, except, strangely enough, of wheat. We here at the Illustrious Fact Show are in favor of grams as a unit of measurement, which is why this show is in fact a program, unlike shows that are against them, which are known as anti-grams. When a thousand grams get together and murder someone, they are known as killer grams. Grams are bigger in Portugal. And that was the second portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program, which does bring us to the conclusion of the second portion of facts for the program. We have a message here from Matthew Ilder, who writes... How many marshmallows can you fit in your mouth while praying for the mighty welcoming release of death? My record is one. Well, Matthew, my record is 334. But now, here's another word from our sponsors. Hi there. Do you get confused about pasta? Well, we know how you feel. It can get a bit confusing. There's a lot of different types, and there's a lot of different sauces you can use. It can all get very confusing indeed. But don't worry, we have set up an advice company for pasta. It's called Penny for Your Thoughts. 
It's simple. You come in with your problem about pasta, and we solve it for you. Penny for your thoughts. The pasta advice company that helps you solve the confusion about pasta. Yes, you're listening to the illustrious fact show with me, your host Ben Voltrock, here live on Sin Nation. It's now come time for our musical interlude. Over the course of the illustrious fact show, we have showcased many a varied style of musical performance, such as the case tonight, where we showcased yet another style of musical performance. This week, we showcase the intriguing style of musical performance known as bad beatboxing. Everyone is, of course, familiar with beatboxing, wherein a human person makes sounds with their vocal track to mimic electronic drums and similar such sounds. And there are many people in the world who are able to beatbox. But it is only the truest professional who knows how to beatbox badly. And our musical interlude tonight sheds a light on one of the absolute best in the field of bad beatboxing, the ever-awful, ever-great Surge Increase, the bad beatboxer to end all bad beatboxers. So please relax and enjoy the soothing tones of Surge Increase, who beatboxes very badly. Good, 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 good
And that was, of course, this week's musical interlude, a sample of the brilliant genius work of Surge Increase, who beatboxes very badly. There's a message here that's come in from Daniel Oob, who writes, I have an old friend from reverse marathon running. We go back a long way. Well, Daniel, that message really goes the distance. But right now, we have another word from our sponsors. Have you got a passion for farming but don't want anyone else to find out about it? Well, that's probably a very common predicament, judging by the amount of people who want to approach our company. And what is our company, I hear you asking? Our company is Clandestine Farming. It's the company for if you want to farm, but you don't want people to find out about it, so you can do it in secret. Clandestine Farming. We put you out at night in someone's field, or we make your own farm under the witness protection program so that no one knows it's you. We've got real connections like that. It's really fun for us and it's really fun for you because you can do the farming and no one can know you're doing the farming just like you want it. So if you want to do something like that, then why don't you approach our company? It's called Clandestine Farming, in case you missed it the other times I repeated it. Uh, so you can call us on our number. We would tell you what it is, but it's clandestine. Just find us somewhere. You'll find us. If you want to find us, you'll find us. Clandestine Farming. It's really good. You're currently listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. Right now, it's that point in the program where we all walk into a deep, dark cave and ponder the deep, dark things in life with Despondency Corner with Alabaster Turquoise. Take it away, Alabaster. Grains of aniseed rotting your molars. Damp denim. The person who has to put up new advertisements at tram stops in the morning. Graffiti by a seven-year-old. Sweat in a bald man's neck folds. Calling the hardware store as soon as they open to see if they have any hinges. Getting a stain from laundry liquid onto your sweaty pants. Rancid apples in a retired farmer's orchard. Shattered grout.
Yes, thank you very much to Alabaster for that journey into the deep dark cave of Despondency Corner with Alabaster Turquoise. There'll be more depressing spelunking next week. And yes, really don't forget about this week's prize question, which is, what did the composer of Carmina Burana say when he was leaving? We've got an answer here from Lucille Chain, who writes, I am leaving. That's unfortunately just an urban legend, and he never actually said that. Sorry, Lucille. Oh, and yes, it's now time for the Viewer Letters. That's right, the Viewer Letters. The segment on the show where each week I read out a selection of letters sent in by you, the viewers, listeners. The first letter this week is from Catherine Mandu, who writes, Dear Ben, of the illustrious fact show with you, my host, Ben Volchok, I am writing as a representative of the Illawarran Zoological Society where every month we hold a summit to discuss the future of the crocodile. We are, of course, the world's first zoological society to successfully mate a crocodile and a kangaroo. It took years of preparation and genetic research to finally single out the one strand of DNA that crocodiles and kangaroos share. And when we found that, we found the secret to mating a crocodile with a kangaroo. This was all a direct result of our work at the Illawarran Zoological Society. But now we are faced with a small but important issue. The name of the crocodile. I am of course a staunch protester to the name crocodile because it presumes that the crocodile is in fact the main species in this hybrid. But if you look at in-depth analysis, you will find that it is in fact the kangaroo which is the main species in this hybrid. So really, the name of the crocodile should not be the crocodile, but should be the kangadile. Or at the very least, I would be happy to settle for the compromise name of krongaroo. Whatever ends up employing more letters from the word kangaroo than the word crocodile. That, I feel, would be more than fair and would reflect accurately the real biological makeup of the hybrid crocodile-kangaroo mixture. Please advise on how I can get the summit to agree with me and change the name of this creature to its rightful form. Yours with ultimate sincerity, Catherine Mandu. Well, Catherine, I too agree that the name of the kangaroo-crocodile hybrid should reflect the majority genetic makeup of the creature, and I feel that the best way to address this at your summit would be to draw a little cartoon of the creature smiling with your proposed name on it and pass it around. Your colleagues will appreciate the effort and subsequently change their minds. Hope that helps. Our next letter this week comes from Gene Poole, who writes, Dear Ben of the illustrious fact show with you, my host, Ben Volchok. I've been having a lot of trouble sleeping lately and my sleep cycle has been terribly disrupted. I just can't seem to wake up in the morning and go to sleep at night like most humans do. It just doesn't agree with my body and it's making my life very difficult. I've tried sleeping like many other animals and birds and creatures, but I really can't quite seem to make anything work. So please, Ben of the illustrious facture with you, my host, Ben Volchok, please, please tell me how to sleep well. With thanks, Gene Paul. Well, Gene. Might I suggest you change your sleep cycle to match that of crickets? This is a widely known practice in certain parts of Virginia in the United States. It's been proven to be very effective for many cases of sleep deprivation and irregular sleep cycles. So that is my piece of advice. Change your sleep cycle to match that of crickets. It's called circadian rhythm. Hope you sleep better. 
And that was all the viewer letters we had time for this week on The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. Yes, and we've come now to the third and final portion of facts for the program. The first portion of facts for the third and final portion of facts for the program, and the theme for the first portion of facts for the third and final portion of facts for the program is... Scams! For scams to properly work, you need three things. A mark, a sting, and a salmon bone. Scams involving Nigerian princes are actually banned in Nigeria, and so all the Nigerian princes have had to operate from Uganda. If you think someone is tricking you, then you can take a picture of them with a scammera. Once you have taken their picture, you can run the picture by a database using a scam scan. Many scams are done in the evening by people aged 37. And that was the first portion of facts for the third and final portion of facts for the program. And now for the second and final portion of facts for the third and final portion of facts for the program. The theme for the second and final portion of facts for the third and final portion of facts for the program is... Wigwams. Wigwams have three sides, but they look like cones to fool the public. Using the telephone in wigwams is very common. TP call. Wigwams are much bigger on the top than the bottom. It's an optical illusion that's been passed down through generations. Apart from in North America, the only other place to use wigwams as a form of shelter is Western Norway, which has the highest population of Native American Indians outside of North America. And that was the second and final portion of facts for the third and final portion of facts for the program, which brings us to the end of the third and final portion of facts for the program, and indeed the final portion of facts for the program. Yes, and we've got another caller on the line. Hello, you've called The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. You are on the air. Hello. What's on your mind today? Well, as I've advanced in age, I don't seem capable of many of the same things that I used to be. Yes, I've heard that's a common predicament. It certainly happened to me, that's for sure. And what particular things are you now incapable of? Oh, there's many things, but the biggest one is that I now can't do the job that I used to do so well. And what was your job? Well, I'm a retired auctioneer. An auctioneer. So you announced her auctions and sold items, is that right? That's right. At cattle auctions. I'm the one that would announce them. You sold cattle? Yeah, back when I was younger. You certainly don't sound like an auctioneer. That's exactly what I mean. As I've grown older, my voice has slowed down like many other things in my body. Well, that certainly is a shame. 
And I'm guessing, dear caller, that you'd like my help in rectifying this situation? That's absolutely right. I'd love for you to help me. That shouldn't be a problem. You see, nowadays, with our sophisticated technology, you can do all sorts of things with your voice. You can make it go higher. You can make it go louder. And of course, you can make it go faster. There's a particular device known as the speed voice, which you clip into your mouth and it takes control of the muscles and nerve endings in your mouth so that they all move a lot faster. And they're really yes, quite... Yes, I know about those. My wife bought me one recently, but I'm too scared to use it. Ah, uh, you shouldn't be afraid of technology or change. Oh, but I am. It seems so cold and metallic. That's because it is cold and metallic. But won't it hurt? Not at all. You'll hardly feel a thing. Won't it ruin my mouth? Not really. It's perfectly safe to use. Go on, give it a try. Let's hear you use it live on air. Well, all right then. I guess it can't be too bad if I try it just this once. Go on, we'll wait. <laughs> Well, there it is. Fantastic. See, you sound faster already. Well, you're right to do. I sound great. This is so fast. This is just like back in my auctioneering days. I'm glad you decided to try it. One dollar bid, now do I have two dollar bid, two dollar bid, now do I have three dollar bid. Very good, dear caller. I'm sure you can go right back to your old job. Three dollar bid, now do I have four dollar bid, four dollar bid, now do I have five dollar okay, bid. Okay, that's great. The machine clearly works. Five dollar bid, now do I have six dollar bid, six dollar bid, now do I have... You call The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. And if you'd like to call The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, you can do so on... We'd love to hear from you. And now there's another word from our sponsors. Tantrums, tantrums, tantrums. Do you need some tantrums? We got plenty of tantrums. Maybe you're a very mild-mannered person. You don't know how to throw a tantrum all by yourself. Well, we've got lots of tantrums you can throw. Tantrums, tantrums, tantrums. Just call us and we'll give you a tantrum you can throw. You can throw them anywhere. You can throw them far. You can throw them near. But they're a tantrum and there are tantrums. Chantrums, 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 chantrums.com. You can pick out your chantrum and you can get it shipped to you for free if you live in Minnesota. Chantrums, chantrums, chantrums. They're open to everybody and you can throw them everywhere. Ah, and you are currently listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation, where it's come time to reveal the winning answer to this week's prize question. What did the composer of Carmina Burana say when he was leaving? This week's winning answer was sent in by Ezra Dollar, again. And the winning answer is... I'm off. Congratulations, Ezra. You have won the bottom of a wigwam. And that's all we have time for on this week's episode of The Illustrious Fact Show with me, our host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. This was a spectacular episode, but we hope you enjoyed it even if you're not wearing glasses. Tonight's thought of the day is, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, except tuberculosis. 
Yes, and tune in again next week for another episode of The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. And remember, may you all be illustrious. The Illustrious Fact Show was devised, written, and performed by Ben Volchok. Keep up to date on Facebook.com slash Illustrious Facts and tune in again next week for another illustrious episode.